0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Adulting Poorly. That new intro is uh, courtesy of one White City Graves and Adam Catola, one of my favorite local bands. Uh, If you guys have not had a chance to check them out, also go on to Spotify, take a look at White City Graves. Very cool, amazing live, very, very high energy. Um, This week's been kind of weird. It's uh, been longer than a week because I was hoping somebody would... Join with me this week, but they fucking ghosted me, and you know who you are. Anyway, I won't hold a grudge, especially if something bad happened to your family, which I really hope that is not the case. So, um, moving right along. This has, again, been a very, very weird and interesting week. Uh, There's some things we've already teased about that we want to talk about, which is, number one, potato meth. It's new. It's improved. It's organic. It's potato meth. Um, also, uh, had a weird encounter with a homeless camp in Seattle, uh, where we're out on the job front. We want to talk Russell Wilson's, um, kind of interesting deadline he put on the Seahawks. And if there's time, maybe some other tiny shit. Um, so first to get started. Uh, I'd like to go over an email I just recently received that I think everyone should be aware of in case you're getting them as well. But this is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever read. But let me uh, let me let me read this to you now. And I apologize if it comes across as awkward or crass, but that is exactly how it is written. This was sent to me literally today, but I just—it's so funny, and I hope no one else gets these. But if you do, just fucking delete them. Um, starts off with. On zero seven zero four twenty nineteen. 2019 so in the future, <clears throat> unless they're thinking about this is as European, which means that the day is first, the month is second, 2019, I don't care. Um, hello there. The following will not take a lot of your efforts, therefore straight to the point. I acquired a footage of you spanking the monkey when at the porn site... You were sent to see, thanks to an excellent ass software, I've managed to place on a few internet sites with that sort of content. Now, side note, I don't even have a monkey, so I know this isn't true. Back to the email. You hit play button, and all cams and a microphone start working, as it also saves every darn thing through your computer system, including contact info, security passwords, are stuff like dat, literally D-A-T. Guess just where I got this email from. Hmm? Therefore now I know who I am going to deliver it to in case you aren't going to settle this down with along with me. That's literally how it's written. Um, and I guess you have to know it's serious because somehow it's you know, it works your microphones and everything. It gets your passwords. That's crazy. It's scary. <clears throat> I'm going to place a account wallet address under for you to throw me 850 bucks in three days maximum via Bitcoin. See, it's not that big of a total to pay. Guess this makes me not the bad guy. Um, wonderful. Fucking wonderful. I mean... Amazing. I really hope other people are getting these too. You're allowed to do whichever the shit you would like to. Whoever, if I wouldn't see the total amount within the time period mentioned over well, you already realized what can happen. He's right. I have realized what can happen. Apparently I have to go find a monkey. So it is your responsibility at this point. I am not going to go through every detail and stuff. Simply... Ain't going to process time for that. Okay. And you likely know that internet is filled with emails like this. So this is also your final choice to believe it or not. There is certainly only one way to prove and uncover. Click here. That's amazing. By the way, the, the broken English alone I would just love to do from this point on. Like talking to people. Ordering things. Yeah, I am liking your steak within the medium rare. Please bring that. No knife unless I am needed. <laughs> Go spank monkey. That's amazing. Um, sorry, I, just, I literally got that this morning and it fucking made me laugh so hard that I had to share it. Alright, moving right along. Um, the teased part of this is the potato meth story. And I'm sorry for those out there. There is no such thing as potato meth, but we'll get to that. So I go to the store this week, and I don't know why Safeway and I have such a tumultuous past where I have to do dumb things there. Um, Getting thrown out in Leavenworth, Washington, because I made a giant scene about fucking white people. Um, Not that I was actually having sex with white people, but just, you know, exclaiming that there are fucking white people. Um, So I go in there, and I'm getting... Three things: Myers cleaner, which is all you guys know. Myers cleaner is wonderful, and it's also organic. Um, I was getting Claritin, children's Claritin, and then potatoes. Now I was getting the potatoes to make one of those fucking potato lights that we never got to work. The conclusion at the end of the experiment was we didn't have enough potatoes—three giant potatoes—to make to make that uh, experiment happen. It was so frustrating that. I was continually looking at different ways to make a potato light and trying to... I, I went on hours trying to do this. Wasn't even my project. I wasn't trying to do it. It was for the girl. She needed to do it for her class. So fucking dumb. I got so invested. That's a side bit. Anyway, so I'm already at this point of frustration because we've tried so many times and now I'm getting more potatoes because maybe there's just not putting off it's not putting off enough amperage or whatever to actually turn on the light bulb. So I go get more potatoes, we're going to actually daisy chain them together, make one giant circuit, lots of potatoes, then we're going to break to school. So I get up to cash out, and I should have just gone through the self-check, but I was being lazy, and I went through the express lane. And I can already see that this woman is looking at what I'm buying, and she has a lot of questions. So she... She's like, "Well, this is a this is a very odd purchase and I can't just let it go. I can't just go, you're right, it is and the total and walk out. I just it's not in my nature." So she was like, I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying something a little bit different." And she was like, "Well, what do you what do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, I want to try to make an organic meth, like a potato meth. So I've got all these ingredients that I'm going to mix together because if it's an organic version of meth, and it's not actually meth, then it can't be illegal. It's like making synthetic marijuana or cocaine. Cocaine is illegal, marijuana is illegal, but a synthetic is a completely different product. Now, granted, there are people behind me in line who all kind of gasp at the same time. One dude, three people back, automatically knew I was full of shit. Probably because he was on meth at the time. Doesn't matter. The cashier, though gets pale white not that she was a white person to begin with but she turns pale white and she goes that's illegal sir I said no 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 again it's not illegal this is organic meth it's not illegal because no one knows it exists I'm trying to make it right now potato meth can you imagine potatoes are so abundant you can make meth anytime anywhere and she just she at that point came to a dead stop And I put in my card, and she was going to not accept my card or payment until I had to tell her I was fucking with her. I was like, I'm totally kidding. Potato myth. That's the most ridiculous thing anyone has ever said. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah, that's funny. But again, wasn't going to process my payment until I said that. So then she processes my payment. I cash everything out. Put it in a bag. I leaned over and I went, but I'm totally serious. I'm going to go make this right now. And I thought she was going to call the cops on me. She yelled, I have your information. I screamed back, that's a stolen credit card. It just kept going. And I giggled my ass off because what are they going to do? If she calls the cops or reports that some guy is making potato meth, they're going to fucking laugh their ass off at her. Or if she gives them my name and information and they show up at the house, that'll be a good laugh as well. Me? A few police officers walking through my house making sure I'm not making potato meth with Meyer soap cleaner and fucking potatoes with a little bit of Claritin in it. I mean, come on. The fact that she believes that, I was I almost want to go back and say, you cannot do anything else. This is the rest of your life. I don't know if you had any aspirations, if this was just a stepping stone to being the CEO of Safeway. Whatever it is, you need to pare down your dreams. You need to just, boop, they need to be smaller. Because if I can walk in there with potatoes and tell you that I'm making meth and have you believe me, you're not going to go very far. All right. Potato meth, out of the way. Um, so I've been doing a lot of interviewing lately. Uh, not like interviewing people, but going out in job interviews. Uh, only because, for those who don't know, I've been in stay-at-home dadding for about two, three and a half, four months, which has been pretty cool, but it's time to get back to work. Uh So I'm going to do an interview in downtown, and I'm already not, like, wanting to do this interview. Uh, I didn't like where it was at, meaning uh, where location. company itself, very cool. Would have been pretty cool to work for. One of the few interviews I've ever gone to and said in the interview, this would be a company I'd be okay being turned down by. And what I meant by that was, it is so... Extensive of an interview process, you talk to every single department. That if it doesn't match for everyone, it makes sense that you wouldn't get the job. That's what I meant by that. And they understood. Uh, But I'm driving down there and I get off on Rainier Ave because it's the fastest shot down there. And there is a large homeless camp right across the street. And I'm like, wow, you know, I just heard about this. Show that was put on called Seattle is Dying, and you know, you see a lot of reports on how the homelessness situation here is getting, I mean, out of control. And I don't mean as in you fucking homeless people, I mean, it's like an actual issue. Like, there's a lot of homeless people in Seattle. What is causing such, uh, so many people to become homeless? It's probably like it could be the housing rates, how rent has skyrocketed, like it's Silicon Valley 2.0, almost like living in Hawaii. Like, there's certain things you can't do just purely at a cost. And you can't go anywhere either because you don't have any money. So I'm, I'm all this is processing through my head, like as I'm looking at this. And I notice there's a guy sitting there just in his tidy whiteies, And I'm like, okay, well this guy's enjoying himself. He's having a good day. It's 9 a.m. He's basically just in his underwear right now. Good for him. Like you know what? Be you. If you're if you're in this situation, make the most of it. Then I notice that he's uh feverishly feverishly moving his hand back and forth, trying to wave somebody down. I don't know if he needs help. What's going on? Maybe somebody else has his clothes. So as I turn on to Rainier Ave from 405, I notice he's not feverishly waving at somebody. He is masturbating feverishly in the middle of this homeless camp at 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, okay. You know what? Again, if that's the situation you're in, you know, hey, whatever, whatever, literally puffs your cheeto. If that's what's going to make you happy, but maybe just maybe try to hide it a little, even from the other campers. Maybe just going at yourself like, and he was really like working that thing. Like it, he was going after it like it owed him money. Like he just so angry, so angry. Oh. Uh, hard to look away from. Definitely a train wreck. Definitely a train wreck. And then we made meaningful eye contact. And, uh, I'm not saying that that led to me not getting the job, but it put it out there in the universe. Like, hey man, this is going to be that kind of a day. This is going to be a fuck all of a day and this is how it's starting. And it did. Wow. Like that, that got me. I wanted, I got, I almost kind wanted to like roll down my window and ask for directions just to see what he would do. Like, would it stop him? Would he give me directions while still feverishly player himself? Like, what would have happened? I, I regret not taking action. I was just so taken back by what he was doing that as soon as I rounded the corner, I was like, fuck, you should ask for directions. Man, that would have been classic. Like, excuse me, I'm trying to get to Union Station. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's, you have to take a left here. And then two, two right, two right turns. Are you sure about that? Can you use both hands to show me? Oh, it's all right. Nope. Um, is that third thing? Is that showing a direction or is that just, okay, thank you very much. Like, I just, I missed that opportunity and I really wish I had it back. Not like I would time travel just for that, but I think it'd be good. Um, All right. Uh, those are like, that's kind of the weirdness that's happened for my week to start off. Um, then I went on a few other interviews and then, Bam. I've gotten two job offers right after that. Interestingly enough, as I talked about before, I stopped marking my race and my gender, and now I have two job offers. That's really weird. Before, marking down white guy, man, nobody wanted to interview me. Put my name down as Michael instead of Mike. Maybe it looks like Michelle. Who knows? But it's really, really weird that right after I started to do that, I had companies call me back. Diversity and inclusion. As long as you are both diverse and you don't want to be inclusive to white people. And don't get this wrong, and don't get me wrong. This isn't like you're not gonna hear some different music pop up and And Things are like, nah, nah da, 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 da chuckats the new mustache, it's wonderful. Ah No, nothing like that. I just think it's very, very odd. That diversity and inclusion doesn't include one race and one gender. And that's all I'm saying. And that, I think, is... We go through ebbs and flows like this every few years. Um, It's an issue. But I think it needs to get to a point... Like, How do you get to a point where everyone is equal? That's that's the problem statement. How do you say everyone's equal? I, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you'll ever be able to do that. There's always going to be... At some point, there's not enough women in this role. That sucks. There's not enough people of color in this role. That sucks. Who is the most qualified? If more people of color are qualified, you don't turn around and go, fuck, we need more white people. Nobody ever says that. That's not a metric. But there is a metric where more people of color are women. And that's fucked up. I know it's a lot, it's part of affirmative action, but it's getting, it's getting a bit out of hand. Um... That's it. Off of that. I don't want to talk about that anymore just because it makes me sound like a racist asshole. And I'm not trying to be a racist asshole. But I think it is definitely sounding that way. Anyway, check out my new book, White People. We're fucking awesome. Just kidding. That doesn't exist. Uh, Alright. Meat of what I want to talk about today, which is Russell fucking Wilson. And I don't think I've ever said his name like that except for maybe in the playoff game against Green Bay, we had that amazing comeback, recovered the onside kick, won the game, and then it was like, Russell fucking Wilson! Now, it's Russell fucking Wilson, because he put a deadline on the Seahawks to, quote-unquote, renegotiate his contract to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL By April 15th. Now, that date is significant because that's when preseason starts. Or, I shouldn't say preseason, but training camp. We're leading into preseason. But there's some other things that are at play here. Um, Number one, he still has one year left on his contract. This would be his third contract. Uh, And he wants to get paid like Aaron Rodgers got paid. Meaning, he wants... I think Aaron Rodgers' contract was $70 million guaranteed, making him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Number two to that is Matt Ryan, but his contract is different because of how they actually displace the monies. It's over a five-year period where Aaron Rodgers' contract is similar as far as length, but the guaranteeds are up front. Which, by the way, have you noticed how well the Packers have been doing lately? As well as the Atlanta Falcons? They have not. Neither one has made the playoffs in the last two years. Well, Atlanta made a good run. Then they paid Matt Ryan and had to let go of talent. And now they're back down to being, like, in the middle of the NFC South. And if you look at the Packers, they have been passed by Green Bay and the Vikings, even though the Vikings did overpay for Kirk Cousins. But still, they're being passed by them as well. The only people that are below them are the Detroit Lions, and if they get their poop in a group with Matt Patricia, you can have the highest paid quarterback at the bottom of a division. Now, last year, I thought the Seahawks were going to be at the bottom of their division based on how San Francisco was moving forward with Jimmy Garoppolo and how they were restructuring that entire team around him. They picked up Richard Sherman. They made a lot of good moves. Uh, did what I thought was well in the draft, but maybe it turns out they didn't do as great as I thought. Um, But then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, and they're at the bottom of the barrel. Right underneath that is the Cardinals. The Cardinals were basically going through a complete restructure. I thought we were going to finish number three in the division. I thought it was going to be the Rams, San Francisco Seahawks, and then the Cardinals. Um, We should say the Seahawks actually finished number two, but only because of injury concerns with other two teams. Now we have to talk about money concerns for the Seahawks. It's not just with Russell Wilson, but it's also broader. You have Frank Clark that we just slapped a franchise tag on, who, if you look at how contracts are being doled out for defensive players, starting with Aaron Donald and on, and now um, DeMarco Lawrence in... Uh in Dallas, I mean, Frank Clark's got to be sending him like uh, two dozen roses. He's got a $105 million contract as a defensive end with a shoulder problem. He is as valuable to their defense as Frank Clark is to ours. Maybe more so because they don't have a bunch of pass rushers. We have one pass rusher right now, and that is Frank Clark. Now, granted, we could replace him in the draft and hope that individual works out, but that's a crapshoot. You're talking about people that perform well in college but may not perform well in the NFL. We've done, I'd say, an okay job backfilling and getting people around him. We brought Cassius Marsh back, but he's been an okay player. He hasn't been in like lights out, hopefully, like we thought he was going to be, he was more of a replacement or to Michael Bennett, or at least a role player that Michael Bennett played sometimes. Hasn't turned out that way. He left. We traded him to the Patriots, then he went to San Francisco, now he's coming back to us. One year contract, not a huge deal, but still trying to trying to help the pass rush out so you're not relying so much on one person. But, if your defense performs with certain people in place, that would be Frank Clark number one, and guess what, there's two more coming up too. A big one, Bobby Wagner, who's been the heart and soul of our defense since drafted, and then also Jeron Reed in the middle of our defense these guys need to be paid their contracts are coming up as well and we would like to keep all of them in place because when we went to the super bowl twice it was on russell wilson's rookie contract deal and we could spend more money on players around him now we don't have that ability because he's being a selfish dick sorry true statement if you look at tom brady not only is he an outstanding quarterback But he takes less money every year in order to get key players around them to make sure that they are in the AFC title game every fucking year looking towards the Super Bowl. If you don't think that's true, go take a look at the last five years. He's restructured his contract almost every single year. He may get paid a little bit more up front for that year, but he restructures it in order to make sure that there's better talent available and they can get the players they want at the money they want. That's the New England way. I would love us to kind of follow suit, but because Russell Wilson is going to make demands that have to be met by the 15th, it kind of puts your nuts in a vice. Now, here's the, here's what I would do. Monday morning armchair quarterback that can make decisions that don't impact anyone without any consequences whatsoever. That is the beauty of having a microphone and an opinion. Okay, Nothing relies on what I'm saying. I have zero teeth to what's being said, but it makes sense to me. Now, there are a lot of trade partners out there that would probably love Russell Wilson and have the money to take him. The Cardinals, one organization that could definitely do it. And you could get a lot back for Russell Wilson. Prime of his career, just off of one of his best seasons ever. I think it was like 35 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. He had 110 QBR for the season. Like Really, really impressive stat lines. Okay? But also, people forget, a lot of that on the back of the running game that helped him with play action and not having to sit in the pocket and defensive now has to be worried about Chris Carson, whatever. But you could trade him to the Cardinals and potentially get the number one overall pick. And potentially Josh Rosen as well. I'm not looking at that as just a a metric like, oh, I'm just creating these, but I'm looking at what Cleveland had to pay for Odell Beckham Jr., they had a first, a third, a fifth, and uh, Peppers. That's that's a lot to give up for one player who is a kind of a generational player or once-in-a-generation player. Russell Wilson kind of fits that same mold. Shit, if you were to trade him to the Raiders, they have three first-round picks. But would you take a Derek Carr, a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and maybe one of their safeties? I would, I would do that trade in a fucking heartbeat because his contract mostly has already been paid out. Russell Wilson's asking for like $70 million guaranteed is what the starting line is, which means he's looking to $85, $90 million guaranteed. Do we have the money to afford that? The other way to look at this is if you cannot trade him because of the price tag. Which, by the way, is surprising, would be very surprising, because I think in most divisions you would find a trade partner, um, potentially the Cincinnati Bengals. I know a lot of people, you could get the Red Rocket back, Andy Dalton, plus you could get potentially a defensive end, they're rich at defensive ends right now, they've got Willis, they've got Dunlap, they've got a lot of people you could actually bundle in within that trade to make sure that your defense stays tight. You have a running game and a quarterback that can play off play action, okay? Okay. Almost every single division has this pairing. The NFC South, you go with the Buccaneers. Bruce Arians, now taking over the Buccaneers, loves to throw the ball downfield. One of the best downfield passers in the NFL is Russell Wilson. He has a great touch and feel for the game. You can get Jameis Winston back plus, I'd say, two first-round draft picks because Jameis Winston has got his own issues, but he has starting experience, which going into our offense this year would probably be very important. But, again, that price tag is probably too much for other people as well. The other way to look at this is if we don't trade him, he's already stated that he will play through his contract. When I first read this, I thought that he was putting an ultimatum out on the table that you either give me a new contract or I'm not playing for you. If that was the case, that makes your trade option way more viable. Meaning that, okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're. if you're putting us in a scenario where it's an either or, then I'm going to get rid of you. He said he will play through the end of his contract, you know, because it's a legal document. Um, and then you can franchise tag him, which, by the way, would be $30 million per year on a franchise. So you franchise him twice. So you get three years out of him, making him, I think, 33 30 to 34 at the time when you're into this. And then. You let him go at that point, but does that mean that you are drafting a quarterback, either not this year but potentially next year or the year after, to fill that void who has a year in our offense, and then you can let Russell Wilson go? Again, I trade him now. I take my lumps early, trade him, uh, because I can get more out of him now than I can down the road. Uh, you can franchise tag him and try to trade him, but or transition tag him and him. But uh, the odds of that are so slim, it's ridiculous. I I would think that with the contract that he has remaining right now, you're eating $20 million to trade him, okay? But you're not eating $80 million over three years, which is what you would be doing. $21 million this year, which I think is what he's owed for the final year of his contract. And then $30 million over the next two years. That's $80 million in three years. Which, by the way, is the same as wanting all that money up front The guarantee he's essentially getting that if you do... That, Um, But if you do that Then give him a contract You've given him the $80 million Plus another $80 million on top of that He makes $160 million off of fucking three years That is ridiculous And I understand that NFL players Have a very short career But he plays in a position That has an elongated career And he's asking for too much You are asking for more money Than the franchise can give you In order to field a team A championship team I would much rather that we traded him and started trying to field a championship team similar to how the Rams are doing it, which is you're spending in free agency, you're filling holes throughout the draft, you're building through the draft, which is what you're supposed to do, but you have smaller contracts at key positions like Jared Goff. Jared Goff is their quarterback. He's still on their rookie contract for, I believe, two to three more years. So they were able to pair Aaron Donald... An amazing amount of money. I think he has a $120 million contract. But you're able to pay him that because that's the upfront capital you're spending right now, knowing that you're going to move into a contract with Jared Goff later on. Okay. So you still have these key players in place, but different timing. Like I don't believe that they are going to have to run into the same issue as far as the payout that the Seahawks are with Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Daron Reed, like, and then Frank Clark. Like, you're you're paying key people, so who do you get rid of? Because that's that's what you have to think of. We're going to keep Russell Wilson, but Bobby Wagner has to go. I don't like that. It's not just because I think defense wins championships. I don't anymore. I think offense definitely wins championships, but you have to have a solid defense in order to complement it. If you have a strong defense and a strong running game, you're controlling the clock. You own the clock. It's all clock management. All we need somebody is to manage the game at that point. Um, Russell Wilson is Houdini when it comes to getting away from people sacking him, whatever it is. But is that really worth setting your team back, your franchise back, like five years? And Pete Carroll is, what, 68 years old? Do you think he's going to be in this for the next three to five years? You don't think he's going to retire soon? By, like, let's say 70, which leaves us with a quarterback making all of the money. A new head coach coming in, which they may actually just promote Brian Schottenheimer at that point, but I don't know. Um, so you'd have a new coach potentially coming in or promoted from within, which means a new offensive coordinator, which means kind of a pseudo-offense pseudo, um, pseudo offense you've already been running, like you're running similar, but there's some tweaks to it. Uh, but then your defensive uh, coordinators go away, and you bring in a whole new defense. So does that change us to a 3-4? Whatever it is. Um, But you don't have any money to get pieces for it, so you're doing everything through the draft. And a big piece of how successful we've been in the draft is the collaboration between John Schneider and Pete Carroll. So if that dissolves over the next couple of years, and it's not John Schneider working with somebody that maybe he doesn't have the same relationship with, then your draft suffers. So you're like just throwing picks that don't stick. James Carpenter, Iafetti, people who've made giant mistakes. Ethan Posick is looking like one of those right now too, unless he steps up this year. But I mean, you will take all the money away from being able to make any free agent acquisitions that would be big. A lot of teams had us going after Antonio Brown. And I knew there was no chance. There's no chance because he's going to want like $60 million. And you can't have that and Russell Wilson's deal and Bobby Wagner's. You can't have that. So you can't go after a premier player who, by the way, would have been a humongous need if Doug Baldwin decides to retire. So if you go into this year's draft, you know you have Russell Wilson for one more year. Potentially three. You never draft in the first round because that's just what the hell we do. I mean, you try to get out of it, try to get out of it, and then you pigeonhole yourself and take a running back that maybe you didn't even want to take in the first place. Um, so what do you do now? You take a wide receiver, or that because it's a need and potentially maybe the best pick available then. Um, but you definitely have to trade down because you got to get more picks because you spent your second and your fifth picks, so you only have four. So you have to trade down in the first round, hopefully with a trade partner that's still in the first round, to get you in between uh, like 26 and 32. And then you want to trade down again so you can pick up more picks. You drop down once, you may pick up one extra pick, like a third and a seventh. You drop down. Then you drop down again into the second round, and hopefully you pick up a second, a third, and maybe another seventh. Okay? Now, you've got more picks, so you've got more ammo for things you can do, but... What's your first pick? Do we get a safety because Earl Thomas is gone? Do you get a wide receiver because Doug Baldwin may not play again because he has a similar injury to Cam Chancellor? Do you get a quarterback because you're being held hostage by your current quarterback? What do you do? I I can't answer these questions. I know what I would do. I'd fucking get rid of him. But that's that's just me. Because I feel like the stance he's taking... It's no longer about a team mentality. It's about a singular mentality. I don't care about the team. I care about me. And if I think that way, I guarantee that a lot of his teammates think that way as well. So does he not have the locker room the way that he says he does or people think he does? If he loses that, we lose all hope moving forward. There is no team. You have one guy that runs around and he gets paid a shitload of money. And everyone else just stares at him like, wow. We're not going anywhere because of that fucking guy. Anyway, that's my take on Russell Wilson. I hope it all works out in the end. Um, I have a feeling we're just going to pay him, and that's aggravating. So, until next week, you guys, enjoy your week.